0: Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with episode 83 of today's Electrical Conduid Podcast series sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. Champion began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit and fittings in 1998 and in 1999 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In this podcast we'll look at some of the largest construction projects that have broken ground over the last couple months. check out some weekly economic indicators that can give you a sense of where the U.S. economy and electrical market may be headed in the coming months. These five weekly indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rate count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring today's Electrical Economy podcast series for 2023. And I'd like to publicly thank them for sponsoring this podcast series again next year. For the week ending October the 28th, the advanced figure for ceiling adjusted initial unemployment claims was 217,000. That's an increase of 5,000 from the previous week's revised level. The unemployment rate increased by a fraction of a percent in October to 3.9%. These five states had the biggest decreases in unemployment claims for the week ending October the 28th. New York's unemployment claims were down 1,853 to 11,616. Oregon's a drop of 995. 5,966. Georgia's unemployment claims dropped by 532. Florida's claims were down 531. And Kentucky was down 466 claims in 1904. These five states had the biggest increases in unemployment claims for the week ending October the 28th. Michigan had an increase of 2,213. California's claims were up 1,244 to 41,823. North Carolina's claims were up 1,204 to 4,365. Minnesota's claims were up 914 to 3,986. And Iowa's claims were up 746 to 2,377. An interesting leading economic indicator for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic. It's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR, which publishes this data weekly at www.aar.org. In the most recent data, total U.S. weekly rail traffic was 499,389 carloads and intermediate motor units. This is down 1.2% compared with the same week last year. Over the past three years, weekly rail traffic has averaged 485,904 freight cars per week. Since the beginning of October, rail traffic has taken a moderate upturn and it is beating this weekly average. AAR Senior Vice President John Gray said, combined carloads and intermodal unit volumes on U.S. railroads in October were their most for any month since June 2021. And that is a span of 28 months. Part of that increase re- relates to intermodal seasonality and concerns over the Panama Canal capacity, but part of it also reflects an economy that remains resilient, as reflected by the recent strong GDP data. In October 2023, Nine of the 20 carload commodity categories tracked by AAR each month saw carload gains compared with October 2022. These included petroleum and petroleum products up 5,046 carloads, chemicals up 3,842 carloads, and motor vehicles and parts up 3,154 carloads. Commodities that saw the biggest declines in October 23 over October 2022 included coal, which was down 12,284 carloads. And crushed stone and gravel down 795 carloads. If you track the oil market, you may be familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, and this tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. The data is available by state, by basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a good sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma and parts of New Mexico, and how big an area the Marcellus Gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. The total US rig count for the end of October showed that it is down one rig to six hundred twenty-five for the week ending October the twenty-eighth. It's down 143 rigs for the year for a eighteen point six percent loss. Texas lost three rigs for the week ending October the twenty-eighth, and it is overall is down fifty-seven rigs over the same compared to the same time last year for a fifteen point five percent drop. When you look at the data on a basin by basin basis, not too much has changed other than that the Permian Basin, the nation's largest, lost three rigs over the past week's data. It is down 33 operating rigs for the year to 313 rigs currently, and that is at 9.5% decline. As of November the 3rd, prices for WTI crude oil, or West Texas Intermediate, were $80.51 per barrel. While oil prices have slumped from the $90 per barrel level they had attained this summer and through the early fall, they have not yet fallen below the $80 level that they briefly hit in this past September. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it's a leading economic indicator for future activity, since copper is used in so many industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets for copper because it was used in wire cable and copper plumbing pipe. COMEX copper prices have been on the rise lately, and they recently pierced the $4 level for the first time since July. They are are averaging about $3.88 per pound. As part of my research for Electrical Wholesaling's 2024 Market Planning Guide and ECN Magazine's economic update in its December issue, I've been doing a lot of research on some of the largest construction jobs that have been breaking ground. I'm going to give you guys a sneak preview of that in this uh, podcast here. Uh, one of the larger ones that will be breaking around actually next year is a $2 billion terminal expansion project at Columbus, Ohio's John Glenn International Airport, and that will be breaking ground uh, next year. Let's take a look at some of the really large projects that have either entered the planning stage or have broken ground over the past couple of months. Uh, there are a couple of notable airports uh, right off the top of the list. We did mention the John Glenn Columbus Airport. Uh, there's also a $4.8 billion expansion of DFW Airport in Dallas uh, that is just under the planning stage. Also, St. Louis is looking at building, uh, replacing a good chunk of their airport. It's a $3 billion project. One project, uh, one of the larger ones, that did break ground over the past couple Couple of months is the new core sheet steel mill in Apple Grove West Virginia that's a 2.7 billion dollar project that's some of the other projects that are over uh, two billion in uh, total uh, construction value it was the John Palmer manufacturing center for silicon Carbide that's in Siler City North Carolina. That broke ground in August. We had a de- developer selected in September for a large upgrade of the Austin School District modernization project that is valued at $2.4 billion. Just to give you a general rule of thumb, electrical work, generally speaking, that counts for about 10% of, uh, of the total construction value. So you can apply that number to any of these projects and get a real rough idea. They obviously do vary depending on the project, but I'll give you a bit of ballpark estimate there. We also saw a large project uh, breaking ground, actually fairly really close to my electrical wholesaling editorial offices in, o- in Overland Park, Kansas, $2 billion meridian mixed-use project. We- we've all heard a lot about uh, the electric vehicle plants that have been breaking ground over the past couple, two or three years. And we had a large one uh, breaking ground in New Hill, North Carolina. It's kind of a lesser known of the EV manufacturers, VinFast, which is from Vietnam, uh, broke ground in August on an electric vehicle plant in uh, New Hill, North Carolina. Uh, construction is underway in Pittsburgh for a new terminal at the uh, Pittsburgh airport uh, in, in Terre Haute, Indiana. We saw another EV battery uh, company breaking ground, the factory, the Clayco factory built EV battery components. Uh, when you take a look at some of the uh, larger utility project lines, if you're interested in those, there's a statewide project that broke around in August in Maine, the New England Clean Power Connect power line, $1.5 billion. Another airport project breaking ground in August. That's at LAX in Los Angeles. The Midfield Satellite Concourse Project. Uh, the American Battery Company uh, is anticipated to break ground this month in November for in Tucson for a large plant there. And we have the uh, large data center project breaking ground in October in Douglasville, Georgia, that is a DC blocks data center campus. we had two prisons breaking ground, uh, over a billion dollars at Westfield Correctional Facility in Westfield, Indiana, and a 11.1 billion dollar project in Elmore, Alabama prison breaking ground in September. Two data centers by Microsoft, both valued at a billion dollars, one in Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin, breaking around September, and one breaking ground in Rome, Georgia, also valued at one billion. We mentioned many of these projects for as far as airport projects in the previous slide over over a billion dollars, but there's quite a few uh, smaller ones as well. Uh, actually, the Sacramento Airport expansion plans were announced much earlier this year in February. so a $1.3 billion project, but we have $400 million uh, ground breakings uh, announced in both Asheville, North Carolina, beautiful part of the country, and in Fort Lauderdale uh, for the expansion of terminals there. Uh, We had also the BWI, uh, the terminal expansion that was supposed to have started uh, late last year, about $332 million at Orlando, Florida, broke ground in, in July. That was a two point excuse me, 277 million expansion. Norfolk, Virginia had an expansion project over 200 million. Uh, Austin, Texas had construction underway in October for a, a $1, 164 million dollars. Spokane International Airport, a smaller project, but underway uh, right around now uh, for the Fresno Yosemite International Airport expansion, Fresno, California, and in Grand Rapids, Michigan, underway this year, 110 million dollar expansion of the Gerald R. Ford International Airport. If you've been listening to these podcasts for a while, when we we do our construction updates, you certainly have seen a lot of the data center projects, uh, one of the most active segments of the entire construction industry. We mentioned a couple of the billion-dollar projects just a little bit earlier, but there's quite a few uh, smaller projects uh, that are underway as well. Uh, Facebook has two $500 million uh, projects going underway in Sandstone, Virginia. It's an expansion of, I believe, an existing campus there. They announced those plans late last year. Omaha, Nebraska has a $932 million expansion of what is called the Blue Sky data center uh, that area around Omaha and, and in the western and central Iowa, very hot for area four data centers. Uh, There's a, a big uh, $520 million data expansion in omatilla Oregon, another one in, uh, in Ohio. Uh, January 23, groundbreaking for Amazon, we've had a $500 million Vantage data center, Sterling, Virginia, Prime data center, Avondale, Arizona. And that has entered the planning phase in May. Westfield data center, Westfield, Massachusetts, 325 million into the planning stage in January of this year. Uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia, don't hear too much from now and down that part a little bit south of the Washington Metro. A lot of that data center activity is out west of the uh, DC metro area, getting out into Western Fairfield County Loudoun County is one of the hottest areas of them all, but that is a $322 million phase three expansion of the Northern Virginia Gateway Data Center. Stafford, Virginia entered the planning stage with a data center in June for the Old Potomac Church Data Center. Uh, in Chicago, entered the planning stage in January, $275 million, the Illinois District Data Center. Uh, more recently, we had a data center break in Waterford, Connecticut, and that is $230 million dollars. And we had in uh, Fremont, California, plans announced for a data center being built on the former side of the U.S. Gypsum Corp uh, plant area there. Yeah. And we also had a uh, looking at the Host Dime data center and headquarters in Eatonville, Florida, $100 million data center underway. mm mm-hmm. As we mentioned earlier, there's nothing unusual these days about billion-dollar projects being announced or breaking ground in the electric vehicle market or battery plants for electric vehicles. Um, one of the largest ones was a February 20, 2023 groundbreaking $3.5 billion. That's in Jefferson Township, Ohio. The Honda LG Solutions electric vehicle plant, $3.5 billion. Cartersville, Georgia broke ground in September. Hyundai SK electric vehicles, $2.5 billion. We mentioned earlier the VinFast project in North Carolina valued at $2 billion dollars. I mentioned the 1.5 billion Clay Co facility, American battery company in Tucson, 1.2 billion dollar project uh, just under the billion dollar mark in uh, Florence, South Carolina, which has been a bit of a hotbed for uh, electric vehicle work lately. The plans were announced there for the Envision AESC battery plant to supply the BMW EV factory there. Uh, going into the uh, lithium mining that will supply some of the components uh, for the, uh, the batteries there, permits were approved for a, a, the GM lithium. Lithium America's Tacker Pass Lithium Mine in Humboldt County, Nevada. Uh in near in St. Louis, it broke ground, an uh, electric vehicle plant, the ICL electric vehicle battery facility in St. Louis County. And in, in Oasis County, Texas, a lithium refinery, February 2023, groundbreaking, the Tesla lithium refinery there. We look over at schools and universities, we had two projects of over a billion dollars that we were breaking ground or we had a developer selected, the largest one that we right now have on the books that I could find, and a developer selected in 2023 in Austin, Texas for the modernization program for the school district there, $2.4 billion breaking ground on La Jolla. California at the UC San Diego campus, a billion-dollar project is the uh, they're calling it a residential village and, and student center that will include two, 2,400 beds there. Uh, in the UC San Diego Research Park, $927 million plans announced sem- September 2023 by the folks at Dodge Construction Network, uh, in looking across the river from the main Harvard Cancer Campus in Austin, Massachusetts. Financing was approved in June for the Harvard Enterprise Research Campus to first phase $750 million dollars. University of Michigan Residence and Dining Hall in Ann Arbor. Plans announced in 2023, $500 million project. I believe they also in Michigan uh, are in the midst of a very large hospital project, if I'm not mistaken there. Down at University of Kentucky Health Education Building. Ground broke in 2023 in Lexington. 380 million dollar project in Boulder, another uh, K through 12 uh, students district modernization program, 350 million dollars, and that broke around in August in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, the plans announced August 20, 2023. Not too far from where I'm sitting here, uh, Lawrence, Kansas. That is the Lawrence University, of Lawrence. University of Kansas Gateway project and football stadium at $335 million. In Virginia, the Virginia Commonwealth University campus renovation plans published to, in uh, September 2023, $253 million. In Lexington, Mass, entered a planning stage in July 2023, according to Dodge Construction Network, that's $243 million. In Newark, Delaware, groundbreaking uh, September 2023, a new building for the Hodgson Votech High School there, $217 million. North Carolina Atlanta State broke ground 2023 in Raleigh, $180 million project in Fort Worth, Texas broke ground June 2023. The Texas A&M, their Fort Worth campus law school there, $150 million. And in Edwardsville, Illinois, broke breaking ground September 2023. That is a University of Southern Illinois health science building for $105 million. That wraps up our podcast for today. Thanks for sticking with us. I know it was a little longer than usual, but I did want to squeeze in all those big projects that have been entering the pipeline over the past couple of months. A special thanks again to the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the today's Electrical Economy Podcast Series 2023 and again in next year. So just absolutely delighted to have them supporting the podcast again for next year. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you would like us to cover in these podcasts. And chance to chat with a couple of you at the recent AD National Conference in uh, Dallas and you told me that you like the construction projects in particular in the podcast so I I do want to have you up on that whenever I can. Uh, Our next presentation will be on November 20th that'll be the week of uh, Thanksgiving but before you sit down for your turkey dinner why don't you sit down and listen to what we've got there. I think I'll have some of the market forecast data from the uh, Market Planning Guide that I'll be able to give you a sneak preview on. Until then be happy, stay healthy. I'll look forward to talking with you in two weeks.